Well, is this our second podcast of the year? Yeah, it so is. I can't say Happy New Year anymore because that just feels outdated. Yeah, you know, it feels so like old just, news. So let's just move on. But I am going to talk about something New Year's before we jump in. All right, because I think I've shared with our listeners. I love to say that. <laughs> Before some Leah stories or Leah thoughts around, she's just really or cute. Explain who Leah is oh, in Leah case someone's is, thank new. Thank you so much. My 10 year old daughter, youngest of five. I know you're all thinking she's way too young to have five. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to move on. She is fun and thoughtful and yeah, always does things without you asking, too. Very takes initiative. So she's made some really fun New Year's resolution list. Remember last year's, there was 21? Oh. And so thoughtful. She has the wisdom of a sage. Yes. Yeah. One of them was to write quotes and she did it all year long. She wrote her own quotes. Anyway, this year's was shorter. So I think we're kind of learning that we can't hit all 21. (laughs) Well, and uh, her class had to do it. So I have it on my phone here. And it was just interesting, even in the comparison of some of her classmates, like what was going through her head. But number one is hysterical. Ready? First one is go swimming. Three times a week for exercise, not for fun. <laughs> Which is like, heaven forbid. I just feel like, am I sending the wrong message? Exercise is not fun. Is that the message I'm sending in the house? <laughs> that we like have to exercise? And it's not fun. And it's not fun. So that is her <laughs> number so one funny. goal. Um, read one book a month. Every mom loves that one, right? Yeah, that's a great, great uh, Walk. I love this one. Walk my neighborhood dogs. <laughs> Instead of her own dogs. Just so we, yeah, well, that's point number two. And I'm thinking, is this a little reverse there? It says she's like, be more interactive with my pets is number four. But number three, like what <laughs> dogs? they gave her some feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Be more interactive. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like what dogs is she talking about? Like there's one that she loves to walk. <laughs> Is she wanting to grow the dog walking, you know? What does she do? Randomly knock up to someone's like, can I walk your dog? Like, Right. Is she thinking you, of starting a business? comes to your house and you've said hello to her on the street, but now she walks up and says, could I walk your dog? Yeah. Oh, it's pouring. It Sorry. is really. It is really pouring out there. A uh, note for the audio. It is raining big time. Really? Yeah. Um, get in a play is the next one get, get in, a play. in a play so not sure where and what that looks like for her <laughs> but i know she loves theater so it's something around there uh-huh. um i love this one get off tea more and get i asked her what that tea. meant and she meant tech you know uh, so she's tea. Like, i thought you meant like i've been drinking too much tea that addiction is <laughs> get off gotta get off that tea get <laughs> off the tea more so just less tech nice. uh, okay this is cracking me up because Yes, she has so many goals and they're always deep and meaningful. But I came across a clip the other day. At the end of the year, sometimes I like scroll through photos in your phone. And yeah, I the videos is a funny album to go through these days because a lot of little kids in my life. And it's like I came across a video clip where Leah and my daughter Lucy were we put them on the mics. Mm -hmm. We were going to try to get them doing a podcast episode. Yeah. And we said, talk about your new year goals. And they just sat there and made weird noises. It was like they're like they were awful. It was like so annoying and weird, and they said nothing. Nothing. Meanwhile, Leah's got all these meaningful goals that she she didn't share. But once you say go, she's like, 
She freezes. <laughs> yeah. She, like you. Yeah. Right. This is going to be the comedy issue yeah. for me. Because yeah. It's like, totally. I like to just be in the moment. When you tell me to plan the moment, I'm like, oh, God, all kinds of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one cracks me up. Remember, she's 10. Work on my novel. Oh, she has a novel. Yeah, we got a novel. What not is it? Just, do we know what it's about or no? We have like three or four started on my computer, so I'm not sure which okay. one. Okay. Lots of short stories. Lots of short stories. So, but at she, this time, we want to do a novel, which is making me think. You know, I know a little more, a little bit putting some. What thought. does a novel look like to a ten year old? I'm not I have sure. no idea. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is just make more animations. You know, because we do that. <laughs> and remind me what it, what is an it's animation? Like, like she has a eye pencil. Uh, and oh. on her iPad, you can make kind of animated stories by drawing and then making them go quick. Okay. So art and writing is her like yeah. We see some swimming. themes. <laughs> swimming is swimming not fun. Is it's, not only fun. Yes. it's only for exercise. So I thought I would share this. I always love hearing what kids write for. Mm. Yeah. Um, in her class, so I will say there was this one boy that said something like, uh, you know, people. There was really a thoughtful class. Some people said do their chores. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And this this one boy just said, be kinder to myself. Aww. Like a fifth grade boy said that. I yeah. mean, literally all the moms at the party went. It was so like, well, it was beautiful. You know, I love yeah. hearing what comes out of there. Uh-huh. So there's yeah. Leah's goals. And then I didn't bring with me, but just one more fun thing that she's never done before is that she had the night of New Year's Eve. She just wrote down like all the last things she just did. She just captured last movie, last conversation, last thing to eat, um, last TikTok she watched. You know, it was just like all the last. So cute. She just wanted to make sure they were captured. So that would be a cool one over the years if you could compile and then see like what was how the they last? changed. <laughs> yeah. Someone gave this advice. Uh, I wish I would have done it starting at like, when Lucy was two years old, they said, have a list of like six questions and each year of their life, ask them the same questions so you can compare how the answers change. And I just think that's a brilliant idea. I might start it this year because you, you is not too late. I just love, no, I also yeah. love what kids say. Just, yeah. They always, what's going in their head is not at all. What you <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Aww. That's cool. So guys, last episode, we chatted about, goals and intentions for the year. But one thing that I'm really excited about for the podcast going into the rest of the year is we're going to change up the format a little bit. Um, And we're going to answer some questions that we're noticing um, either clients are asking, people in our membership are asking, but also just I think like in a lot of ways, um, the world is asking a lot of questions about career and leadership and business ownership. You know, I think a lot of people have a lot of thoughts and feelings after the last three years and how has that changed, you know, the trajectory Mm -hmm. going forward. So we are going to each week be answering a question around a certain topic. And so for the month of January, we're just going to be talking about how to find a career you love. And this week's question is, does your career support the life you want to live? And so Sunday is going to talk a little bit about that. Um, But before we dive in, Steve, do you want to share about a member had a good win i do a big win mm-hmm. a yeah. good win a good win i feel like that was like a double we had bad wins <laughs> we had win win really win. bad wins yeah. it was a win <laughs> that did not fail yeah. yeah i i am very excited about this kind of segment that we're introducing to the podcast because we get to see the wins and the progress that people have every day i mean as coaches as people working with our members and with teams we see all of this cool stuff and then none of you all get to see or hear about it. 
And it's tricky because coaching is also a confidential type of thing. So anyway, we wanted to start sharing some of those wins uh, in a way that we can on the podcast. I wanted to share today related to this topic. Um, Rachel is somebody who has been part of the greenhouse community and doing some coaching in different ways. And recently we worked on helping her create her ideal calendar. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. It's kind of one of those nerdy topics. that's actually really awesome when you do it and experience Mm -hmm. it because it starts to allow your work to create the life you want. And in lots of different ways, tiny shifts on your calendar can have a big impact. So what she did was started to create time blocks and think about how her time should be structured so she could be at her best, so she could have more of the life and the work life she wants. And she said about it specifically, she said, it feels so good to not like rush around and and to actually get stuff done. Mm -hmm. It's just so, it's so good. (laughs) And that's exactly how it feels. That was her actual quote. And I was like, yes, that's true. Yeah. So that was a a win and shout out to Rachel because that's That's good work that she did Mm -hmm. for herself and for the people she leads. All right. I want to tell you about a free career sweet spot crash course coming up. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be on February 1st. And I just know a lot of people are feeling unfulfilled in their work or they're kind of stuck in trying to figure out what's next and grow into their potential. And what we've realized is the reason people are so stuck is because they don't know their career sweet spot. Now, in the crash course, which is going to be pretty short and sweet, by the way, I am going to walk you through each of the steps of the greenhouse method. If you aren't familiar with it yet, it's all about step one, clarifying your career sweet spot. Step two, landing your ideal job or building your dream business. And step three, what is the actual weekly rhythm to stay focused and to grow? And so we'll walk through all of those steps and you're going to leave with clarity on career goals and having a plan for moving forward. People feel really good after learning this process. So again, it's February 1st, noon Eastern time, and you can kind of get your year started with fresh clarity and with a plan. Go to the link in the show notes and sign up right now. All right. So let's let's answer this person's question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so remember, it was, does, um, does your career support the life that you want to live? Mm. You know, just like we get any question, it it's hard. I know Steve and I, you and I've talked about like our brain can go a million different directions. Mm-hmm. But by the way, that's fair because we coach a lot of people who ask us questions in each situation in their life creates a different path of the conversation. Right. <laughs> so this is hard sometimes because it's like, well, I have a million other questions for you as to why you asked that question. Oh yeah. I get so jealous <laughs> of like information educate like people who teach frameworks that are the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. well, this is how to do your budgeting. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh yeah. It's not one one exact mm-hmm. size fits all. No, it isn't. So I tried to just think through uh, what do I mostly hear? So mm-hmm. where I'd first like to, before I answer the question, is just talk, why is this question asked of us so often? And why is it so important that our life and career align to most people? Which by the way, it doesn't. To some people, they don't even think about this. They don't care. But we have, our audience cares about this question. So why is because career is so much of our daily life. That's so simple. You know Mm. it. But I mean, how many hours a week do we show up to work? Mm. And if it doesn't support the life we live and it feels very different, it's throwing our life off and we don't even know. We don't even know it because the two are not aligned. So big chunk of our day. Yeah. I love how you simplify things. That is so true. And it's like (laughs) we were talking about the show Severance. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Such a good show. And I love how it's this like hyperbole of kind of societally if you look more of a historian or like an anthropologist would say over the last decades, 
the the two work and life got more and more separated and isolated. Mm -hmm. And that's like kind of the industrial (laughs) age type of effect. And so I think it's actually very natural and good that everyone's going, wait a minute, shouldn't like, Mm -hmm. what about your life? Like, shouldn't, shouldn't some of this stuff uh, matter? Shouldn't these things work in concert a little better? Mm -hmm. I think it's a good question because sometimes it can just get bagged as like a negative, like, I don't know, young people are griping about this or that type of thing. I think it's a great, I think think the young people are trying to lead a more fulfilled holistic life. Yeah. They're fighting for it. Whether you agree or disagree with how they're fighting for it, they're fighting for it in a different way than my generation fought, my parents' generation fought. Yeah. And of course, if you expect like a hundred percent, like work is going to create the perfect Instagram life for me. Well, yeah, that's unrealistic expectation. But I think those pendulum swings is just kind of how, how society works sometimes. So yeah, it's like, maybe we're just all stepping back and saying, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't work in a severance workplace. (laughs) Where I forget my life. (laughs) You clearly forget it. Uh, um, Number two, the reason why I people feel like they want so badly for their work and life to be aligned Mm -hmm. is so much of our identity comes from the question of what do you do for a living? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree that that's should it should be, but we can't help it. So many ask people, what do you do? What do you do? And um, so really, first of all, think about what you, how much you want to attach your identity to your job. But I think it's the reason people stress about it is because it is a part, it's a part of who they are and they want to be able to express it in a way that aligns with their life. Mm-hmm. And many times it doesn't. So I think that's number two. And I also want to be clear on this one point here is that, some people really work to live and more and more I'm hearing that, but guess what? There's also a huge audience of people who live to work and that is their identity too. And that is how they support the life they want to live because working is, is I have a family member who th- th- works so hard. I can't even tell you and loves it. No complaints, no complaints at all. So I think it's also really important to remember that each individual is a, uh, motivated by very different things about their particular life. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I also think there's, this is very like at the core of entrepreneurial life, but I think the um, it's coming out more and more in mainstream culture, the younger you go, is like a third category there, which is work and life are all one integrated thing. And I huh. want it to be that. Yeah. I don't want to live to work or work to right. live. So I true. want it to all like blend together. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is actually what this topic is about. Yep. I for want me to blend personally. together. I want mm-hmm. it to all work together to do a good thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to have to be fractured mm-hmm. and fight against each other, mm-hmm. which is maybe why so many people are starting to say like, it's not work-life balance, it's work-life integration. I kind of hate that phrase. I'm like, yeah, duh, but, that's what we're talking about. But, <laughs> but I think they like the new phrase. I think the what they're phrase. talking yeah. about there is butting against the fact that it's fractured yeah. and saying, no, maybe they could work together better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realized I only had two. Isn't that funny? I said number two, like there was a three, but there's actually. <laughs> well, there you go. There's a third. And then I think I said fourth. <laughs> you tricked me. That was so good. Because the other one was just a sub point around identity. (laughs) So there was just, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch, but I was just, the two that came to my mind was identity and how much of our life is our career there. So let's um, talk a little bit about how. So how do we decide if our career and life are are working? So I I was thinking to myself, I'm just going to pose the way that I would actually coach 
someone through this question, but the very first thing I would do if, if any individual came to me with this question was, and you've heard a whole episode on this before, but just, I would stop and say, How, let's assess, let's do the values assessment because you already heard it on other episodes to just let you know, you just determine what your top three words are, maybe five, you know, top three, sub two. <laughs> Steve loves to stick to the three. And I actually agree that it's most memorable, but what are my values and are my values aligning with my life? Because let me think of an example there. Like if, okay, so it's an extreme one, but if I realize through all the words on the sheet of paper or any words that come to my mind that I narrowed it down to financial stability, that that is the thing I cannot live without. And I have a job that calls me every once in a while. And sometimes I work and sometimes I don't. That is clashing. Right. And I might even be having some huge internal internal angst, and but I haven't quite taken the time to figure out why I'm feeling that because I never really stopped to assess, what do I value in this season of my life? Or you just subconsciously assume it has to be that way. Right, yeah. I think that happens so often. Another example, Jacqueline, you shared in the last episode that collaboration, mm. you were almost surprised. One of your learnings from last year was that collaboration is a, a big value for you. I also share that one. And for me, I noticed when I was like quite a few years into my career, I was like, man, I love all these extracurricular things I'm doing where at night we like get together, we pour some coffee, we're like solving a problem together. And it's like, I would always think of Ocean's Eleven. Like there's a team of people all on a same mission together and they all have different (laughs) expertise, but they're working together on a common mission. And then at work all day long, I felt like we're all fighting against each other and my teammates are my enemies, you know, because it's like literally the system pits you against each other in a lot of companies. Mm -hmm. It's very competitive. It's very much like everyone has to individually show their worth. And I just craved those like evening projects outside of work where we were like in it together. Mm -hmm. To me, that's what collaboration, Mm -hmm. um, that's like the reason I value Mm -hmm. collaboration. And so, yeah, it started to become more and more clear, like my work, my I want my life to have a lot of groups working on a mission together and my work doesn't, isn't mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, sounds nuanced, but it felt huge to me. <laughs> yeah. We could come up with so many examples yeah. too around people. Uh, freedom again is another one that people sometimes will say is a value. And then they realize that their job doesn't have any flexibility, autonomy, autonomy. Did I get say it right? Because I was getting confused between autonomous, <laughs> my brain combined the two. You know what I mean? The same word. Yeah. Uh, and their their job doesn't have that. Now, also recognize that there's stages of life in which you don't have all the control to change these things. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't stop to see what your values are. Because then we have this. Uh, when in one of our other episodes, we talk about how making one small shift, one small shift in the job that you do can make your life be a little bit more aligned with your personal life too. So just don't think of it always in such extremes. I think people think, oh, I have to change everything. Sometimes one small shift, but if you don't pause to assess your values, you're just it's it's an anchor that doesn't exist. It's an anchor yeah. that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. I think these examples are helpful to people because it's a very like but they're like, what do you broad mean? Broad topic. So we're so comfortable with values yeah. that we talk about it like it's like I know. Other people so, are like, I've never done that before. Here's another one. Like I really value building and creating. And so I think we throw around the word of like creative, mm-hmm. creative work and being creative. What does that mean? So for me, building stuff, I want to like have an idea and bring it to life. I love doing that. Um, and so again, in a lot of my first jobs, I was realizing. Um, because it's meeting culture where I just go to meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, there's no 
um, there was never big enough chunks in the day to create something. Because as a lot of like full-time creatives would tell you, you need big chunks of time to actually like create anything. So I was craving that again, couldn't Mm -hmm. put my finger on it for Mm -hmm. over a decade Mm -hmm. for sure. Like I could not have articulated it like I am now, Mm -hmm. but now I can see clearly, like I really want a work life Mm -hmm. that affords me big chunks of time to create. And so therefore it has to be a job where that's part of the product that Mm -hmm. makes money. Otherwise, (laughs) like how can you expect a company to give me eight hours to create when it's like working against the company's product? And therefore, you know, that's what a lot of yeah, these types of things are, led me to I, entrepreneurship. See, you are, if you are a pilot, I really don't want you creating while you are like <laughs> flying people not. to safety. Yeah. You know, like that's not the place to create. Yeah. <laughs> it's the place to get people from one destination to another safely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I notice with a lot of um, entrepreneurs or even just people with side hustles, it's these kind of nuanced things that actually like that's why they wanted to do it. Yeah. It's not because like, oh, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. No, it's because I wanted to build a thing and I never got a chance to in my job. And I'm like, I want a work life Mm -hmm. that creates a life for me where I get to Mm -hmm. create every week. Yeah. And like, well, there, that just eliminates a bunch of the options for me all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, really, that would be the most foundational thing I would do if anyone was asking this question is to just, so we could just even stop there, except what I thought I would give the listener and we'll have these in our notes is... I put together a list of five questions about your life and five questions about your, I forgot what the other thing was, work. (laughs) (laughs) Just life. Just Um, life. That maybe I will cover for you, but that if you want to take some time, I mean, anything that you want to change in life takes time. So really take some time to carve out and think through the answer to these questions. And I'll tell you why I separate them at the end. But the first question under life is just when you think of your life, what do you envision? Just quiet yourself and think, what do you envision? And how do you do that? People feel like, I don't know. I always say dream. Just get a piece of paper out and start dreaming. Maybe sharing. Share with a friend. Oh my gosh. If I had no barriers whatsoever, this is what I would dream for my life to look like. Is where am I living? Things like like that. Just dream. I know we have whole writing exercises around that, but that's just the first question I would ask. And then I would ask them to write, what do you enjoy about your life now? And what do you not enjoy about your life? Is there anything that stands out to you? And then the third one is, what is your life like? It's just a different way of saying envision. So envision is how I wanted to envision. But actually, let's talk about what it actually is. So even if that means I wake up in the morning at 6.30, I get Leah up for school, just kind of walk through your life and your day on a weekend and just think through it and just to get in touch with the reality of your life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're unrealistic about our actual life. Yeah, yeah. you're so it's the water you swim in. You don't even notice. Yes. Like, yeah, that's I'm going to give point. a lot of examples on this episode. It's fine. I realized um, at one point I wake up every morning. I'm, I'm not a person who has a lot of like anxiety usually, but I would wake up every morning and the first thing I would feel is panic. Hmm. I never experienced panic like this. If it was a normal thing for me, it'd be different. But I'm like, what is going on there? Yeah. It's because my work day was instantly going into meetings where people were going to judge me and I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right. so every day started off with a work life that, that actually I'm realizing now had tons of health impacts, tons of like, 
I don't get colds anymore. I used to get colds all the time. It totally can be traced back to this, like this part of my work life. Yeah. Well, now what do I do? You know, the people we coach know I don't have morning meetings. Mm -hmm. I have deep work blocks on Monday, like these kind of shifts that were like work, work facilitates the life I want to have. These yeah. kind of things, right? These are like the specific examples of... I, I love that example too, because it's making me think whoever is doing this exercise should even begin with that. What is your first feeling of the day? So when I ask you to talk about what your life is like, what is your first go-to? What is your first feeling for you are feeling panic at the start of your day consistently? Yeah. And like there were a lot of good parts of the day, but I think when you said that, it made me think like what you're trying to do is step back and observe your life yeah. from outside yourself like yeah oh i never noticed i tend to wake up feeling a little panicked and rushed why is that right um not because i'm going to fix my whole life and make it perfect but because i'm right. kind of just being curious about it mm -hmm. maybe that is something that could mm -hmm. that's worth looking into or not mm -hmm. but i never got curious about it so i just started to assume that's how it is mm -hmm. right in fact i didn't even think about that question because it was just so much of the flow of how things you. are. It was just your existence. Right. Yeah. And if you're struggling at all, like, oh, I don't know. It's great to talk to a best friend or a partner to compare these notes with. Like, well, what, how do you notice I, I wake up and start my day? How do I walk <laughs> yeah. in the door at home? No, it's you know? such a good one. Like <laughs> yeah. others can pinpoint so much faster yeah, and easier, ourselves. but it's a little nerve wracking to ask yeah. them. <laughs> right. Be ready for the answers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're in this exploration mode and asking this question, usually you're ready for answers yeah. too, because we can't make any change in our life if we aren't open to hearing what's working and what's yeah. not. Well, and to, not just be a downer and introspective. I think we should be downers too. Financial <laughs> upside. Right. This is huge for so many people. Like yes. I feel capped in a certain job, mm -hmm. in a certain career mm -hmm. path. And I know I have more potential or I want more earning potential or I have dreams for my life that cost more mm -hmm. like travel or whatever. So like a lot of times for people, I mean, almost all the time, there's something about money. Like maybe I just want mm -hmm. something in my lifestyle that requires a certain kind of income or flexibility. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that one always comes up. Mm -hmm. Number four is just assess where are you living? I mean, obviously just look around you. Are you in a house, an apartment in the country? But all I'm asking you to do there is just ask yourself, is this anything you've ever dreamed of changing? Do you like, uh, you had a friend this over COVID that, like they would they sell their house and they just lived in a different Airbnb every month? Oh yeah. Um no, they just lived nomadically for yeah. a year to decide where they wanted right. to end up. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have a home yet of their own. Yeah. So they just traveled around and decided where they wanted to live. It's really neat. It was a really neat way to explore what do we value in where we live? What do we like? Um are there hobbies that we want to start because of where we live? Oh, you know, that so kind of good. thing. Just really, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I love that they did that because it is terrifying to move to a whole other state thinking, am I really going to like it? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then the last question is, um, when do you want your work and life to start or stop? Just be honest with yourself. Do you want it to be fluid? 
Do you want to have a clear nine to five? Do you want to have a nine to three because you want to pick up your kids? Like just when do you want it to be? Do you like work better at night? Just be honest with yourself there. Where in your, where do you want your life to begin? <laughs> that sounds so bad. Like your life is <laughs> not beginning. I'm just trying to separate to the boxes. And that actually might be a question in of itself that makes you say, I don't want to separate the boxes. Yeah. So those are the five questions I'd ask. Yeah. Life. And I, I just feel like we always have to give this disclaimer because yeah. who knows where people are at listening to this. Right. Yeah. I just encourage you to approach these things with contentment too. We're not trying to say be unhappy with your life. Always search Mm -mm. for it to be better because it's never going to be good good enough. Mm -mm. In fact, I approach this completely the opposite way of Mm -hmm. like, life's always hard. It's never going to be perfect. (laughs) I'm just being curious about where could I make it a little better? A small shift or a big one in the future. Yeah. yeah, It's just about the intentionality or the like realizing you do have agency over some things. Yeah. And so... Why not explore that? Not expecting that like you're going to create the perfect life. Right. That can be such a trap, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Work questions are the same. <laughs> They're just the other way, so I won't belabor them at all. But I just want you, number question number one is when you think of your work, what do you envision? Again, free writing, write, share, um, ask questions. Think about the work that you envision. And by the way, we've had some people do this exercise and realize that the work they envision is the work they're doing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just good for them. There was like, a reminder. Yeah, the reminder mm-hmm. that they're okay right where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, same question as number two, what do you enjoy about your work and what do you not enjoy about your work? And I'm sure we all have things we enjoy and don't enjoy. Uh-huh. But which list is getting longer, you know, right? And is there anything you want to do or change about that? And then what is your work day like again? What time do you start it? Wouldn't you do you, we have a lot of people who just say, I don't have lunch. Yeah. And that's the only thing they're craving to make their life better is just, but the truth is they're the only one that's going to change that. They have to say to change right. the norm, but we have a lot of lunch cravers who aren't, <laughs> <laughs> who aren't eating. They want to eat. <laughs> and they don't want to shove the food in their face while they're working. Yeah. They want a 30 minute, like, right. That was a big one for you last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. It was. What's so funny is we have such flexibility now in our work and people are still aren't taking the lunch. Oh, yeah. The classic study <laughs> when Netflix said you can have unlimited vacation. All the intellectuals out there were like, genius. And it turned out to be a complete failure. What it actually did was created a gamified work culture where everyone compared and said, who's working Who's taking the least vacation? No. Oh, you took more than me. I'm better than you. Yeah. So people didn't take any at all. And it's like, these things are interesting to me. I think another one that, um, Sunday, I think is true for you, but I see it in other people is like you value learning. Mm -hmm. And so you're very much at a point in your career where you could take a path of like, you've gained expertise in these different things. And now you're just kind of like bringing the expertise. Yeah. But you value learning (laughs) and creating so much that you've made choices of like, no, I want to work that facilitates a -hmm. life where I'm still learning and kind of right. Being, uh, having creative outlets. That would have been something that would have been attached to one of my values. Yeah. And where I was working before, it was so interesting because I was coaching, but there wasn't an environment of learning. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. There wasn't enough time. Right. Because from the outside, you'd be like, wait, you're right in your sweet spot. Yeah, like, no, I was, it was, it was a sweet spot for a season. Uh-huh. And then the sweet spot was gone. Yeah. I was just craving much more 
much more space for learning and writing and developing. And there just wasn't time for that or space or too much uh, red tape to get approved to make any kind of yeah. like nothing was ever informal. It had to be so formal. Okay, so going on the back of that, I think this is one that's maybe the most common one right now that's really good news. Like one of the few good things that came out of the pandemic is it questioned the way the workplace has to happen and there's more kind of flexibility options. There's more Mm -hmm. ability to question how it works. So almost everyone says to some degree they want some flexibility. Yep. Uh, yeah, entrepreneurs would say more like freedom. They just want to go when they want, when that. they want, and not have to ask anybody. Right. People on the mm-hmm. other side of the spectrum don't need that much freedom, but they still want some agency over like flexibility in their schedule. Well, okay, before I think it was, it almost led to an answer of, well, then you need to like go start your own thing. Right. And now I think it's actually a world where anybody can have more flexibility, but they probably need to take initiative and ask for what they want yeah. and negotiate it. That so reminds me of a client I was coaching who walked away from her work because she was sure that she wanted to start her own business because she wanted the freedom and flexibility. Yeah. The minute she got into it, week after week after week, she was doing nothing. Nothing because she realized, I don't want to start. I do not want to find clients. Like you have to remember that if you want to start your business, <laughs> That is going to be, you have to like market, you have to, and that is one thing she did not think through. So now she, she she stopped Uh and got a job that you're right, exactly did the same thing. It did allow her to live wherever she wanted and have the flexibility, but she thought the only answer was start your own thing. Yeah. It's a a whole, that's a whole new world now. (laughs) Like for me, it was very much when I was in the corporate setting, I was like, I hate that I have to um, work these certain hours like nine to five, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And then also make decks and PowerPoints to convince people why I'm awesome and valuable. Mm-hmm. I want the, right. the market to tell me yeah. if I'm val- doing something valuable or not. Sure. Whether I spend two hours a week working or mm-hmm. 200 hours a week. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs crave that. Like, I, I don't care when and where I work. If it's creating value and it's helping people, that's what matters, That's right? what matters. Mm-hmm. And so I think that can now enter into everyone's work a little more. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, let's set some clear goals. And if I hit them working four hours a week, then why are we talking about how many hours I work? Absolutely. You know, that kind of thing. That's where a lot of the freedom and flexibility desire comes from. Number four is what kind of workspace do you want? So just like I had you maybe dream a little bit about where you want to live Workspace is huge. Do we not get this one all the time? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have some clients right now mm. who are just uh, still really struggling with some depression because they want to go back into the office, but no one is going because mm-hmm. it's optional. And they're the kind of person who wants to, but most of the team is not. And it has just been such a, like the depression is still lingering because they're like, if I got to get the freak out of this house. Yeah. But it actually isn't just about the house. It's also about collaborating, talking, walking in the hallways and talking about what it is that we just experienced and did together. So I'm not saying at all I have the solution. It's just an interesting thing. So something has to be solved for this individual, though, because mm-hmm. it's not it's still not working. OK, I don't know. This feels risky to put it out there because I haven't thought about it at all. So I'm not saying this is a hybrid solution. But in your example, like. Maybe that person should ask around, find the few other people on the team who also want to go in and like agree on a day they're all going to go in together. 
that's I think what I'm getting at is like you have the agency to to test and learn and try some things. Exactly. Versus seeing like the company well, we're decides, stuck in this new right. virtual culture. Uh, yeah, I guess love I gotta that. go start my own business. Yeah, no, so. that doesn't feel risky at all. <laughs> it's so it extreme. Feels, it feels so practical what you just said because I think what's happening to this individual is they're waiting for the company to change something for him as the individual. Right. And he actually has more control in the smallest way, which doesn't always think of it. Right. The company doesn't have a life that they're dreaming of being in the office <laughs> for. It's no. like Somebody's got to bring it up. Maybe you should be the one. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is same as with your life, just with your work, thinking it from that lens, when do you want your life and work to start and stop? That's all. Mm -hmm. You might've already answered it by talking, thinking about your life because it's the same two words. But I guess when I'm asking that question in those two categories, it's like leading with your life thought versus leading with, leading with your work thoughts. So, So that's, that's it. Just taking the time to, answer these questions. And so here's the bottom line. The bottom line is this. The bottom line is that if you're asking this question, my first question to you as a coach would just be, why are you asking this question? Just what is, and just what pours out of you? If I was to just pause and say, what's making you ask that question? I think that a lot of your answers might come from just thinking about why you're answering that question. And when you do, Take these two columns of questions or your values and just compare the two and just simply ask yourself, is this and this aligning or not? And what should I maybe think about doing about it? Did you have any last thoughts? I love that last thought. I know you mentioned a tool that can help with this. Um, Can you say it again? Just the values assessment. Yep. And it's in the show notes. All right. So yeah, you can um, get the values assessment. To download, right? Mm-hmm. In the show notes. Um, also, I think another step that can be helpful here, these are the kinds of topics and things that can be really hard to think through on your own mm-hmm. <laughs> or a little scary to go there on your own or like I don't make the time for it on my own. These are the perfect kinds of questions for coaching. And you can go on our website and just book one single coaching session mm-hmm. about this topic. So I think if it's really resonating, you're like, yeah, I want to kind of sort through a little of this or mm-hmm. think about it, I encourage you to grab a coaching session on that because we love we love talking about this mm, stuff. I love it. And we can help guide you through it. 